Hello and welcome to the Veterinary Secrets Podcast. My name is Dr. Andrew Jones and this is episode 52. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the top 7 anti-cancer foods, the truth about poinsettias and what Christmas plants you really need to be concerned about, and lastly, the most effective natural antibiotics. Now Veterinary Secrets is on iTunes, just go to iTunes and search for Veterinary Secrets. We're also on Stitcher and Podbean. I definitely appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can do so on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean. I encourage you to get a copy of my free book and my three free videos. It's at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. This episode is brought to you by my supplements, Ultimate Canine Health Formula and Ultimate Feline Health Formula which contain over 26 different nutrients that can help support your pet's immune system. They're now available as a special 37% off trial and no auto ship here. My dog supplement is at www.thedogsupplement.com and my cat supplement is at www.thecatsupplement.com. Antioxidants, phytochemicals, and cancer. A variety of chemicals from plants called phytochemicals protect cells from damage by harmful compounds in the food and the environment. Some studies have suggested that 30 to 50% of human cancers could be prevented with diet, and there's no reason why we can't draw the same comparison to our dogs and our cats. No question, incorporating some of these food into our pet's diet and our own makes sense to me. Here are the top seven anti-cancer foods. First, broccoli. Broccoli and other related vegetables such as kale and cauliflower. Plant chemicals called glucosinolates, the most protective of these enzymes, is sulforalane. Forane might reduce cancer risk, act as a detoxifier, and protect against intestinal cancers. Tomatoes and lycopene. The red in the tomato comes from a phytochemical called lycopene. This is a proven powerful antioxidant. Studies suggest that a lycopene-rich diet is connected to a reduced risk of prostate cancer. Researchers think that lycopene protects cells from damage that could lead to cancer by boosting the immune system. It is also found in watermelon, pink grapefruit, and red peppers. Garlic. Garlic has a host of health claims primarily coming from the sulfur compounds that may stop cancer-causing substances from forming in your body, feed DNA repair, and kill cancer cells. The primary benefit comes from the cloves that are peeled, chopped, and then given 15 minutes before being cooked. There are concerns about garlic and anemia in pets, but this is not well documented and now many commercial dog food diets contain garlic. Healthy berries, strawberries, blueberries, and raspberries are very rich in antioxidants. They contain compounds such as elagic acid, which seems to have anti-cancer properties. They also contain flavonoids, which have known anti-carcinogen properties. Blueberries are filled with anthocyanins, which produce inflammation and, are, and is a very powerful antioxidant. Carrots. Carrots contain beta-carotene, an antioxidant that may protect cell membranes from toxin damage and slow the growth of cancer cells. Carrots contain vitamins and other phytochemicals that may protect against cancers of the mouth, esophagus, and stomach. Cooked carrots supply more antioxidants than raw, according to a report in the journal of agriculture and food chemistry. Popeye's secret, spinach. You may have heard that lutein an antioxidant is good for your eyes. Research is by no means confirmed, but it might also play a role in guarding against cancer. Spinach is rich in lutein and zeanthine, carotenoids, antioxidants that 
remove free radicals from your body and your pet's body before they cause damage. They're in spinach and other dark leafy green vegetables. Flaxseed and flax oil. The oil extracted from flaxseed is said to lower cholesterol, boost the immune system, and prevent cancer. Flaxseed oil is high in alpha-linoleic acid, an omega-3 fatty acid that is thought to have beneficial effects against cancer when consumed. Omega-3 fatty acids can also be found in fish and fish oils, as well as some other plant oils, like a borage seed oil. Flaxseed itself is a very rich source of ligands, compounds that can act as anti-estrogens or as weak estrogens. Ligands may play a role in, in the prevention of estrogen-dependent cancers, such as breast cancers and other types of cancer. Ligands also function as antioxidants. And this is where the last little bit that I'm concluding on this section of the podcast, but I wanted just to reinforce a couple things. First, the benefits of ground flaxseed. It's one of the things I've done for my dogs for most of their lives, just grinding flax seed and when you're doing it you're providing the essential fatty acid in terms of from the flax oil but you're also providing the benefits from the ligands which are known to have anti-cancer properties as well as well as having additional fiber and the dose i sort of generally look at is about a teaspoon of ground flax seed per cup of dog food fed daily so my little dog tula here she gets a cup a day in the, her morning i'll just do a half of a thing of ground flax seed and at night the same thing just add a little bit of water mix it in and i add in my supplement and she's happy to consume it. Our poinsettia is poisonous to cats and dogs. Yes, they have a bad rap. The poinsettia plants though are only mildly toxic to cats and dogs. During the holidays, they're a popular Christmas plant. So how does it work? The milky white sap found in poinsettias contains chemicals that are really difficult to pronounce. Uh, they're ones that saponin-like detergents and dyed to perfenide for ball. My god, it's hard to say. While poinsettias are commonly hyped as poisonous plants, they rarely are, and the poisoning is greatly exaggerated. Far more worse are some of the other plants we're going to list below. What are some of the signs of poisoning? Mild signs of vomiting, drooling, or rarely diarrhea may be seen. If the milky sap is exposed to the skin, it can cause skin irritation such as redness, swelling, and itchiness. Rarely, eye exposure can result in mild conjunctivitis, that sort of red eye or pink eye. Signs are self-limiting and generally don't require medical treatment. What is the antidote? Well, there's no antidote. Really, there's such a low level of toxicity, it's not really considered anything serious amongst uh, our dogs and cats. What are some of the other plants you need to worry about? Far more worrisome are some of these, lilies, holly, or mistletoe. Lilies are the number one flower often used by florists, but just one or two bites from a lily can result in severe acute kidney failure in cats. It's huge. Even the pollen is thought to be poisonous. Other Yuletide plants, such as holly berries, mistletoe, and rosemary, can be toxic to dogs and cats. When Christmas or English holly is ingested, it can result in severe gastrointestinal upset thanks to the spining leaves and the potentially toxic substances, including saponins, methylhexanthines, and cyanogens. If ingested, most dogs or cats lip smack, drool, and head shake excessively due to the mechanical injury from the spiny leaves. As for mistletoe, most of us hang it high enough so it's out of reach of our dogs and cats. Nevertheless, it can also be toxic if ingested. Thankfully, American mistletoe is less toxic than the European varieties. Mild signs of GI irritation are seen, although if ingested in large amounts, collapse, low blood pressure, ataxia, seizures, and death have also been reported. Now I want to get into the last section of this podcast, natural antibiotics. Currently, we are in a time of increasing antibiotic resistance. Antibiotics that worked in the past against things such as staph are now not working. This does highlight the importance of natural food that can act as an antibiotic. I've discussed many of these in the past, but here's some of the ones that in particular you should be aware of. Grapefruit seed extract. 
extract, or GSE. A study from the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine found that grapefruit seed extract was effective in killing over 800 bacterial and viral strains, 100 strains of fungi, and a large number of single and multi-celled parasites. No other naturally occurring antimicrobial can come close to these results. Grapefruit seed extract is a natural antiseptic, antifungal, and antiviral, with an amazing array of antioxidant properties which neutralize free radicals. GSE helps the body to defend itself through proper immune function while alkalinizing naturally. It inhibits the growth of Candida, Giardia, and other harmful intestinal parasites. Raw apple cider vinegar, or ACV. The benefits of this range from antiseptic, antibiotic, some people report weight loss, they help, can help with arthritis, uh, lower cholesterol levels, help with certain skin diseases. Many people claim that it's a great detoxifier for the body, and they're also applying that same thought to our pets, as well, well as it's being used as a topical antibacterial and really effective antifungal. So in particular, this is helping our dogs that either have recurring ear infections or, or these recurring skin infections, causing the itchy underlying problem what you're doing is you're treating the yeast. Honey. The healing properties of honey are numerous. The best source of honey is raw, and Manuka honey from New Zealand is, is said to have the strongest curative properties. It's suggested that the honey has antimicrobial, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, and antiseptic action against certain spectrums of bacteria and fungi. Topically applied, honey releases H2O2, that's hydrogen peroxide, and evidence shows that most strains of harmful bacteria die in the presence of oxygen or hydrogen peroxide. My personal experience is, has seen honey be very effective um, in terms of speeding up wound healing and also as, acting as an antibacterial antiseptic property. So I can't say enough good things about it and next time you or your pet have a wound, be it a cat abscess, be it a dog bite wound, and you're trying to speed up wound healing, deal with the infection, I encourage you to be flushing that wound twice daily, then after you flush it, applying topical honey. Garlic. Garlic is used as a herb commonly used in cooking, but it also can be used as a remedy to fight off infections and diseases. Um, things such as earaches, cold, flus, pneumonia. Um, the big thing if you're going to be giving garlic, it's much better if you're going to go ahead and get the allicin. So that's the antibacterial component of the garlic, and you're going to get it as a tablet formation. Ginger. Ginger is used in more than half of the traditional Chinese herbal medicines. In addition to the power that is used to heal diseases and illness, ginger is well known for its ability to calm upset stomachs and can be quite comforting when brewed as a tea. Echinacea. Echinacea is often used to treat wounds and bacterial infections. Not only can it help prevent illness by boosting the immune system, it can also help shorten the symptoms of illness. Applying echinacea topically can disinfect and treat skin infections. Vitamin C. Um, many, many alternative practitioners are really big proponents of vitamin C. They claim that it can help combat bacterial infections and many illnesses. Um, in particular, what they're seeing for some of these flu viruses, elderberry in combination with vitamin C is one of the few things that, that's going to you know, s speed the duration and actually help, help, help you get over some of those viral, especially these respiratory viral infections quicker. Last one I want to talk about is oil of oregano. It dates back centuries in antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal um, properties. In particular, we're dealing with some of these you know, cold, sore throats for people, digestive problems, but it's also a really effective topical antiseptic. The one last point I need to make about it though is any of these topical essential oils, if they're ingested, especially by our cats, in any significant amount, they can be severely toxic. So if you're going to use it, you want to make sure they're diluted. And the way you dilute that is you actually use a carrier oil, so something you know such as olive oil or uh, a coconut oil that's deep, deep fractionized, so it's in a liquid formation. And what I do is I'll take, I'll add 10 drops of that essential oil into one tablespoon of uh, one of the carrier oils, and then I'll use that topically. Then the last thing I want to mention is my 
supply supplement, Ultimate Canine and Ultimate Feline Health Formulas, which contain over 26 different nutrients that can help support your pet's immune system. They're now available as a special 30% off trial with no auto ship. You can get my dog supplement at www.thedogsupplement.com. You can get my cat supplement at www.thecatsupplement.com. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Veterinary Secrets. If you've yet to do so, I encourage you to subscribe. You can do so on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean. If you have any suggestions about this podcast and our future ones, feel free to send me an email. That's at podcast at veterinarysecrets.com. I'll be posting this show along with the show notes on my blog, veterinarysecrets.com forward slash blog. Once again, thanks for listening. I look forward to talking to you again next week. This is Dr. Andrew Jones.